All right. Hello, everybody. This is your girl, Dawn Williams, for Research Shows Podcast. Today, we have Mr. Gavin Sequera. He is a founder of Break Free from Corporate. So how are you doing today? Hey, I'm really good, Dawn. Uh, nice to be with you. Right. Thank you. And it's wonderful having you. Thank you for coming on. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I'm excited. Yes. Okay. So... Let me pull my questions up. Forgive me. I'm on a digital realm. So, okay. So when I read your, um, it was a page summary I was reading, you were saying that you transitioned from IBM and corporate work environments into entrepreneurship. So can you give us like your experience of that transition? Yeah, look, I, um, I, I started off in the corporate world, um, like maybe, uh, you know, quite a few of your listeners, Dawn and, uh, the, the biggest thing was changing the mindset from being an employee to an entrepreneur. That was probably my biggest uh, transition challenge that I had to do. And I'll tell you, it was really tricky. It was really tricky because when you work for someone else, when you work for an organization, you know, you're used to having a boss, you know, that, that kind of tells you what to do or gives you some tasks. And, you know, you have a, um, a plan, you have a team that you work within, um, you've got a set role, you, you know you know exactly what you're doing, it's kind of really laid out for you. If something goes wrong, you've got an IT department, you've got a HR department, you know, you've got finance and all of these other guys around you. When you get into your own business and when you get it become an entrepreneur, you don't have any of those luxuries, right? And you are everything. You're the marketing guy, you're the sales guy, you're the you're the product guy, you're you are everything. And so you even you even become your own boss. <laughs> yes. Um, and and the tricky thing is you become your own employee. And guess what? You can't fire yourself. <laughs> so right. If if you're not happy and you're not doing something right, you got to figure out a better way to do it. So mm-hmm. my biggest challenge was, um, you know, when when as I was transitioning f- from um, the corporate environment um, as an entrepreneur, I had to figure out how to make these two worlds meet in the middle because I couldn't just shut one off and start the other one. I didn't know how to do that. And, you know, I I did this quite a number of years ago. I started the transition about 15 years ago. So um, I've been been doing this for a while and I went up and down and back and forth. And, you know, I take the odd um, gig on the side just to kind of put bread on the table. And while I was getting my business up and running and I went through five different businesses, I made money in all of them. But each time I did it, I figured out, hey, I don't like what I'm doing or, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of like this, but I, I might try something different. And so I, I was sort of feeling my way into where I am now. And I guess right. I've gradually transitioned into this current environment where I help people now start their own business from scratch on the side whilst they're still working in the, their corporate environment and help them to do it in a safe way that doesn't put their income at risk. I love that. That was a beautiful explanation. Oh, <laughs> that was that was beautiful. Before I give my response to that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. Thank you all so much. Gavin, I got to say that was on point because it is terrifying being an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been an entrepreneur for um, over 20 years. So I right. jumped I jumped into it right out of high school. So I get how it could probably wow. I, how it could probably be horrifying for somebody um, who didn't jump right in. Like my husband is not an entrepreneur. So yeah. it's like, it's a lot of fearful. It's scary at times. It and it's like, you got to talk yourself out of 
okay, I know it's nothing in my bank account, but I'm going to keep on pushing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's horrifying. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, and and um, I, you know, credit to you if you did it straight out of high school. I guess the the you know, I guess what would have been in your favor is you you weren't brainwashed and you weren't conditioned. You know, you right. came straight out of high school and went straight into this thing, right? Yes. Whereas a lot of us, including your husband, myself, and maybe a lot of your listeners, when you go to school and university and college, and you end up going to the you know the corporate ladder, they condition you. They kind of you. It's almost like a bit of brainwashing into how to fit into this machine, and you mm-hmm. learn you learn what to say, you learn how to talk in a certain way, you learn how to do all the right things by the book, and that's the safe environment that you're kind of growing up in. And if you've been mm-hmm. doing it for five years or ten years, or you know, in, in my case, I've done it for about twelve years. I don't know how long your husband's been doing it for, but after a while, it, to walk away from that, it's like that's all you know, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, it's not like you've gone to a school to become an entrepreneur. It's like, well, I kind of have to figure this stuff out. And there is no right way to do it. Everyone mm-hmm. will tell you there's a secret ingredient and there's a secret thing you need to know. But to be honest, a lot of it comes down to experience. A lot of it comes to your sheer determination. And it's okay to fail. It's okay to make mistakes as long as you learn from them and you can pick yourself up. Oh my goodness. Yes. You hit. Oh my gosh. The the mistake part, because I forgot. Who, I don't know where I was at. I, I think I, I, I'm trying to think where I just said this. That I just said this yesterday. It's probably on one of the podcast episodes, but the, when people look at entrepreneurs, like if you look at my business pages, it looks like I'm successful. Right. I mean, oh. it looks like, it looks like I am successful. But I'm saying it looks like nothing ever goes wrong. But you yeah. have no idea how many events that I have that nobody shows up to, how yeah. many, you know, um, it's like a rolling um, failure and just yeah. bits of success. And you yeah. don't see anything except for the good parts when you're right. from the outside looking in. So like I was saying earlier, it's scary for somebody who's not an entrepreneur looking at it. Like my husband's like, this is horrible. You're paying this amount for rent and this and that. And I'm like, he's not understanding (laughs) everything that goes into it. It's it's so emotional. It involves your family. And I think it's important um, to, um, and I I don't know if you, do you teach this in regards to um, them having, them being able to get a support system? Because a support system is, is essential. 100%. 100%. Yeah. A support system is almost vital. You know, when you're in a corporate environment, you have a support system around you. You've got a team, you've got your, your management, you've got, you know, the support staff, you've got, you've got all these people in the organization that you, you work with and you've got, you know, you just got this, a lot of people around you that kind of get where you're at and they recognize who you are and you've got a title, you fit in an org chart, in a structure, it's all organized. When you're an entrepreneur, you don't have any of that. It's you, yourself, and and that's it. Yes. And I guess um, the support structure, you've almost got to build that up. So some sometimes we're fortunate to have a spouse or a partner that might support us. A lot of people out there don't, don't have that. And then mm-hmm. what, what I recommend to them is, all right, well, you need to just kind of hang out with people that think the same as you. So you need to find like-minded people. And there's a few places you can do that. You can... You know, you can go to seminars and you can sit next to someone who's kind of on a similar journey and go, hey, my name is so-and-so and what do you do? And you kind of make friends that way. Another way you can do it is online through, you know, groups. And there are 
plenty of groups out there where you know there's entrepreneur groups and business groups and all kinds of stuff i mean podcasts are fantastic because you know you might find a podcast like yours that you just resonate with and suddenly there's a whole bunch of listeners and there's someone mm -hmm. like yourself who offers information at pretty much no cost you know to most people and you can start to belong to these groups and you can start to grow your your inner circle right and um, right. i think it's so important that you do that and then the other thing is finding a good mentor or a good coach as well because in corporate we all have management right we have managers we have team leaders supervisors all of these people that help us but in business very few of us go out and look for that and we mm -hmm. need to because hey when we're starting off we don't know everything mm -hmm. and you look even uh, once you're 20 years in you still don't know so look <laughs> You're right. Cause, yeah, because um, and I wanted to mention too for um our listeners is that sometimes networking isn't what you think it is. So sometimes I don't have people act like they is just so they want to do this big old business venture, but when it comes down to it, they scared and and it looks like they're rejecting you, but they're really scared. So a lot of times um I wait for people who is real like pressed for um collaboration. You see what I'm saying? That's how I got one of my morning show hosts. He just, you you got to recognize as soon as they hit my inbox, the way that the language is totally different. I'm down yeah. for collaboration, whatever you want to do. And that's rare. I want people to understand, isn't that rare? You know what I'm saying? For people to be that hungry, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, it is rare. It is rare. And you're right. Most people are scared, you know, and most people don't know what to do. And when you put them in that situation, they kind of freeze. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so a lot of people will say, oh, you know, I want to build this business and I want to do this and I want to do that. I talk to people every day that say this to me. You know, they're like, I want to have a fulfilling life. I want to start my own business. I want to get break free from corporate. And so I say, all right, well, here's what you do. Here are the mm -hmm. steps. Here's what you do. And you kind of follow this path and you'll get there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them won't even start. They'll be like, you know what? I'll just, I'll wait till I, I, I finish by paying off my house. I'll wait till my, my, my kid finishes college. I'll wait till, you know, I've paid off the car. I'll wait. And they come up with excuses and yeah, it, it, the excuses are not real because life is full of excuses and challenges. They're, mm -hmm. they're just, a lot of people are just scared to take that first step because it means whatever they do, they're going to change their life. And some people don't want their life to change as much as they do. They, they wanted to, they want to have this fantasy of it changing, but they don't want to change it. Do you know yes. what I mean? Uh, yes, yeah. absolutely. Cause I believe that was Will Smith that said something like that. Like people yeah. want, they want the lifestyle, but they don't know what it took to get to that point. And yeah. I think that we make the mistake, especially when we look at celebrities and we don't look at it as a business and we see the glitz and glamour. And one example, I, I, when I started looking at stuff different was Cardi B, right? Oh, yeah. And so <laughs> I saw her on the TV shows and you were just thinking, oh, this is the TV star, but she had a whole clientele full of um, people that was her fans on Instagram before she even got famous. That's you right. see what I'm saying? So she was already building a following and people don't even realize like when you're an entrepreneur, you're constantly putting in plugs, hustling. Like even though I'm a podcast host, I'm on people's podcasts all the time. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So 100%. yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so let me go to my next question. Oh yeah. So <laughs> you was mentioning that in corporate workplaces, um, you, it left you with a feeling of not being fulfilled. So I want you to elaborate on that. What did you mean by that? Yeah, look, let me just start off by saying I, when I 
got into corporate, you know, straight out of college. I loved it. Okay. It was fantastic. It gave me my start in life and, you know, earning the the, the dollars and, and dressing up in the suits and traveling and, you know, living the corporate lifestyle was really awesome. By about the ninth or 10th year of doing it, I, I had become a little bit disillusioned. So mm-hmm. I, I'd lo- it, it had lost that appeal to me because it become it had become very political. Um, Dawn, you know, there was a lot of politics in it. Uh, it was all about, you know, saying the right thing to the right person. You know, turning up at the right places and, you know, playing this corporate political game. And and to be honest, I didn't enjoy that because it wasn't real. And right. um, I kind of felt a little bit like a fraud. You know, he, you've got these people who work really hard but they're not being rewarded. And you got these people who are not working that hard, but because they know the right people and because they're saying all the right things at the right times, um, they get promoted. And I was like, you know, I just, I don't really want to be in this environment. And right. it became a little bit toxic. Look, I was doing really well. I was a top 1% performer. I, I was getting paid well. I had a great career. and But it hit a point where... I was weighing up the options, you know, did I want to spend the next 10 or 20 years in this space? And I looked at the management above me and I saw their lifestyles dawn. Some of them had been divorced a couple of times. Some of them had had, you know, triple bypass surgery. Some of them had not seen their kids for six or seven years. You know, they just sold their soul to the devil. You know, they'd pretty much become a corporate slave. Mm-hmm. And I, I said to myself, I don't really like, you know, I love my job, but I, I don't, it's not my life. Mm-hmm. And I want to live my life, so I, want, I need to create another way of doing this. And that's when I started reading books and I started attending seminars and I did Tony Robbins and I, I walked on fire and I did all these crazy things um, just to just to learn some new skills, like learn what um, made me tick and, you know, discovered my why and my purpose and what I was good at and, you know, what would I enjoy doing, what value could I add to the world. And um, I guess I got on this journey and it sort of, it just evolved over time. So for me, um, my real driver was having an impact on people, having a positive impact on humanity, you know, making a difference in people's lives, something I wasn't really doing in my corporate job. You know, I was selling stuff. I was making money. That was it. Um, it wasn't having any impact as far as I could tell. Wow. That was, that was just, man, everything you say is just resonating with me. It's like, yes, because with entrepreneurship, even we're guilty of it with the code switching and changing up. And after I started getting, after a while in it, I was like, I do not care what nobody thinks of how I speak. You know what yeah. I'm saying? If Because I slur my words a lot, you know, when I'm speaking real yeah. fast and um, just different things. And I, I kept saying, why are you doing this? This is stupid. This is your business. If somebody don't like how you talk, they can leave. You know what That's I'm saying? Right. So... Because it takes an emotional toll on you when you're constantly changing, you know, yeah. to um to fit a certain mold. So I can only imagine somebody has to go through where your paycheck is contingent upon you mm. fitting a mold. I can only imagine because me, I I goes off quick. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I, I could not last at somebody's job. Most of the time when I do take side hustles, I'm a contractor because right. I need to be able to control how I talk, how often I come in, all that, because I will go crazy. I, I just can't sit up here and dress a certain way and be all, you know, stressed yeah. out. That does say what you said about the um health. It does take it a toll on your health it to does. be in certain settings for long periods of time, your heart rate, all that stuff, you know? Yeah. 
you know, and, and if you're if you're in, in an environment that you're not happy with or, you know, it's starting to take a toll on your health and all, I mean, it adds a lot of stress to your life. And, you know, as human beings, we we have just made our life so complicated. We have really all the stress in the world is, is forgive me for the pronouns here, but I'm, I'm going to say man-made, but you know what I mean. Like we have created the stress in our lives. And um, I often say to people, you can change all of that. Like you can decide you want to live a healthier, better lifestyle. You just got to make better decisions. Now, if everything is tied to your job, like where you, which, which uh, schools your kids go to, you know, um, where you live, um, what house you live in, what car you drive, fine. But if, if, you know, for you to start making better choices, you need to say, well, what am I prepared to let go of um, so that I can change my job, maybe work in a different job that makes me happier. Maybe it's about starting a business that I can have a bit more say and control in. And can I do that? And, you know, therefore, can I change my whole lifestyle over the next five to 10 years? And the answer is yes, you can. Mm-hmm. This is excellent. You know, I didn't even know that there was a such business as what you do. Like, for real, this is needed. Um, Because even you. my husband, he wants to get into you know, um, business ventures, but you can see it's kind of like an unknown thing, you know, and it, yeah. it kind of sets people back when you tell them everything that comes with it, like the record keeping and all the different kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So before I get into my last question, because we're nearing mm-hmm. the end, I'm going to okay. take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. This is a clip from episode 84, where I was speaking on why business owners should refrain from giving certain discounts. It's totally different dealing with somebody who is, who's coming off of a discount to somebody who's paying full price. Case in point, you go to a buffet as opposed to going to a five-star restaurant, it's a total difference. When you go to a a back alley mechanic as opposed to a luxury uh, Lexus dealership, you know, it's a difference. It's a total difference. So I'm sitting here giving these people this, the same services I do somebody who's paying market rate. They're getting the free snacks and this and that. You know what I'm saying? Cater to. They're looking at me like I'm a sucker. So anybody who is a business owner, it don't make any logical sense. Uh, If I could rate Groupon 1 to 10, I would say 0. Because they know their class is crazy. Check out My Two Cents every day at 12 noon Eastern Time. And that also is alternated with technology for seniors. All right, everybody, welcome back. Okay, Gavin, this is my last question for you before we exit out. (laughs) I want you to give us like one of your techniques that you use to help people find out what their passions are. Yeah, this is a great question. So, you know, when people ask me, how do I work out what I want to do? You know, I haven't got any ideas. It's okay. We are full of ideas. We just got to tap into this thing I call our passion or your why, your purpose, your vision. You know, what is it that is going to drive you? And I read this and I I heard this in a lecture by a guy called Dr. John Demartini. You know, if you ever get to listen to him or read his books or or whatever, he's an amazing, amazing philosopher. He travels around. He's from the U.S. And I, I met him when he was in Australia and he was traveling. And one of the things he said to me, Don, is, try and work out what your values are, right? So your values are the things that drive you as a human being and put them in some sort of an order, like a hierarchy. And the funny thing is once you've done that, you will clearly see how you spend your time because you will spend your time and direct your energy according to the things that you value the most, 
regardless of what you say to other people, like, you know, I, I really value family and I really value this. But when you write it down, is family number one on your list? Is it number five on your list? You know, is money higher than relationships? And you, so when you write these things down, you will work out what drives you. And when you when you are comfortable with that, then you work out what business or what ideas could you formulate around your values so that you're in alignment with them. You're not so you're not trying to get into business just to make money if money is not the thing that drives you. You know, if it's lifestyle, if it's happiness or fulfillment or seeing other people succeed or something else, um, you need to work out what that driver is. And then once you work that out, then see which businesses can clearly align with that, that match your skill level or match your you know ability to contribute and um, and direct that energy. And th then you'll find your passion. Um, I truly believe that there is that way to do it. Um, there may be other ways to do it, but that's one way I teach people who don't know what it is. And, you know, just by going through these steps, you start well, you start narrowing down the options. Otherwise, it's like a minefield. There's so many things you could be doing. But, you know, you don't want to just do anything. Like, I couldn't sell shoes on Amazon. It just wouldn't be my thing. I could probably make millions of dollars, but it wouldn't be my thing. Do you know what I mean? I love that. That's that's so true because if money is the driving factor, I believe, if, especially if that's your main hustle, I think it's different for people who like these multi-millionaires who can pay somebody to do side hustles. But as far as your main thing and your, you know, one-man operation, yes, I do agree that it, you need to have something that money is not the driving factor because that will flee after a while where it's not a, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I, yeah. I, I'm a, um, a licensed cosmetologist by trade. So when I go mm -hmm. to work, it's like, it's relaxing. It's therapeutic. Okay. I love it. I love playing in people's hair all day, you know? Yeah. So that's awesome. <laughs> okay. So Gavin, I want you to tell everybody your dot com, your plug, anything you would like to say so that people know where to find you. Hey, listen, I really appreciate the opportunity to, uh, number one, just share this on your podcast. I think you do an amazing job, Don. So um, for anyone who wants to connect with me or just connect with us as a team, uh, Break Free From Corporate is the name of our business. You can go to breakfreefromcorporate.com. You can look us up on LinkedIn. I connect with a lot of people who work in the corporate environment. So when I say corporate, anyone who works nine to five anywhere really should have some sort of a LinkedIn profile. I'm on LinkedIn all the time. So that's a great place to connect either Gavin Sequera or Break Free From Corporate. When you go to our website, we give away a lot of free tools and resources. And one I would recommend you definitely download is our ebook. It's a free gift that we give to anyone who comes and visits us. Uh, and the name of this ebook is called The Eight Bulletproof Ways to Escape Your Nine to Five Without Risking Your Income. I highly recommend you download it. It'll take you 15 minutes to read it, but it could change your life. And if you want to talk about it, you know, we're happy to connect. All right. That was great. Thank you so much. Okay, everybody, don't forget, we have daily episodes dedicated to technology for seniors every day at 12 p.m. weekly Eastern time. We also have morning shows every morning. I'm sorry, every Monday morning at 6 a.m. and Thursdays at 4 p.m. is where we interview entrepreneurs. So we are always looking for guests, recorded comments, and people interested in collaboration. Those links and more can be found by going to our site, the research department with an S.com and just click on research shows podcast. So everybody have a wonderful day on purpose.